Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Adam Morgan. There is a very serious situation arising for aging boomers. While still on the horizon, it will be rapidly coming to the forefront. Studies are showing that nearly three-quarters of boomers being highly concerned about the cost of long-term health care as a significant number of them, about 20 percent, will not have spouses nor children to assist with care as they age. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Planning for retirement, living with a chronic health condition, or caring for someone with Alzheimer's or dementia lifts to the top of mind the cost associated with these activities. The book, Seven Steps to Long-Term Care Planning, offers the insight required to be as successful as possible to set and achieve one's long-term health care goals. Written by a nurse, a long-term care planning specialist, and director of the care management company Eagles View West in Kalispell, Montana, the book brings together in one place what's important for families and individuals regarding this complicated topic. On this edition, from the American Society on Aging's National Conference in New Orleans, our guest expert is Jennifer Crowley. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about, you know, everybody's afraid of long-term care. And you wrote a little book about it. Everybody's like, you know, shall we get long-term care? Understand it's going to be expensive. It's going to cost me a lot of money. And on the other hand, some people are saying, nah, it's a waste of money. But you figured it out here. What should people do about, no, what should boomers do about long-term care? When you talk about long-term care, there's so many uh, variables that are at play. Uh, you're speaking mostly about the finances and, and how we see uh, the cost of care. Um, it's, it's typically care that's not really expected you know, to happen, but uh, something changes with their health or, or even just a fall or a, a, you know, even a, a minor illness can sometimes uh, set people back where they need some help uh, getting through their personal affairs. And so you, know, you look at the cost of care. Um, in the home setting, and just you know, eight hours a day, it quickly exceeding two hundred dollars a day. We say, what? How can someone really adequately plan for for that um, level of um, of funds to be able to pay two hundred dollars a day? I don't think most of us, when you know, when we stay at a fancy hotel, we're like, oh, how am I going to pay for that? Well, you know, we relate that to the cost of daily care just to get support um, so that you can function and remain in your own home. Um, the long-term care insurance in, traditionally has provided a number of products that help people uh, pay into a, a, a benefit that they might be able to, you know, file a claim on. But what we've seen with that industry is a lot of um, uh, big key players have pulled out of that industry or, or policies have changed. Um, they've been modified or they've been purchased by, you know, other stakeholders. And so um, we also know that long-term care insurance has uh, typically a deductible period of three months where someone must pay out of pocket. They might not meet eligibility. It'll depend on, you know, the, the time of the claim and, and what's assessed. So, you know, really the, the most uh, the secure way uh, to, you know, plan financially for um, the eventual uh, long-term care needs or personal care needs um, would be to um, allocate some funds, um, you know, being self-responsible for that. And uh, working with a financial advisor, of course, would be uh, really uh, paramount in being able to structure assets in a way uh, where you can uh, 
you know, kind of plan for some income that would help pay for those costs. Every 65 seconds, someone is diagnosed with Alzheimer's or other uh, type of dementia. Um, we uh, know that the cost of care for 24-hour care can quickly exceed 10000 a month. Um, and depending on where you live, uh, you can see in a memory care facility costing upwards of 6000 you know, to 12000 a month as well. And so um, we can't really sustain that individually um, in, in many situations unless you've been very strategic with your finances and, and successful. And, and it's something to look at in those later years of like, okay, what do all my assets where are all my assets? Do I have any liquid cash where if I had something happen, I'd be able to pay, you know, this ginormous fee? Um, we know just getting into an assisted living isn't just like, okay, you move in and pay the monthly room and board and then the level of care. You often have to pay the first month's uh, room and board and then in addition, the first, you know, the, the down payment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're, we're looking at um, the potential for a financial crisis for many people who have been very, um, well-educated and successful in their careers, uh, but yet don't have the proper plan in place for the financial um, need if it if it arises. And yeah, but but, but I'm a, oh, come on, oh, come on. I, I I'm a baby boomer. I have lived through all kinds of stuff: recessions. I've lived through three marriages. I've lived through folks' kids. I've lived through long-term planning. I'm just going to hit the wall at 90, and that's going to be it. Okay, I'm just going to fall over. Uh, maybe the generations before me kind of fade it, and they may need it, but no, no, that's the, I'm a boomer. That's not going to happen to me. But you're a nurse. Most people fade, don't they? Well, what we see is normal aging-related changes, right? And if you um, have health conditions on top of that, and so if we know that, you know, one in three uh, baby boomers uh, are dealing with uh, three or more chronic health conditions as they age, and they're living approximately 20 to 25 years longer than retirement age, that's a long uh, trajectory of uh, age, an aging body living with health conditions, which can be well managed uh, with medications and lifestyle, um, but we know that there's the probability or the more likely than not scenario uh, that you will encounter uh, a need for care. Um, we we want to get past also just defining long-term care as being a frail elderly person in a wheelchair or in a hospital bed, nursing home bed. When we talk about long-term care, we're really relating it broadly as a, anything requiring personal care assistance with managing your personal affairs. Um, you know, I, I think the, um, the U.S. Department of Labor um, d had found that the average civilian spends um, nine and a half hours a, a day on their personal care needs. And so that has everything to do with, you know, getting dressed, bathing, eating, making food, uh, um, transportation, you're um, managing your personal affairs, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting from place to place, um, and shopping and cooking. And so um, we need to look at long-term care broadly as any number of those tasks that need completed may become difficult, including home maintenance, um, running errands, shopping, cooking um, can become quickly become an issue, um, and especially meeting the nutritional demands um, for caring for a body to be optimally well. Okay. You've written uh, seven steps to long-term care planning. What is the most important of the seven steps? 
uh, you know, it's hard for me to say which step is most important. It's really going to depend on the person and the person family centered structure of, of, you know, you know, what's, what's creating the need for them to engage in this. I, you know, I, I wanted to see a lot more individuals do this ahead of time, be proactive in their approach, not reactive to a crisis that we know a lot of times uh, individuals and families aren't willing to really talk about their aging plan until something becomes more of a concern or there's some type of change in health or perhaps their loved one has started started showing signs of memory loss. And so really all the steps kind of work together. It's, it's fluid, but it's, it's put in a step-by-step format just to help stay on track, set goals, um, meet the outcomes that you're, you know, looking for. Um, but these these conversations really need to happen um, ahead of time because it'll it'll be much easier in the event of something happening. You'll be more prepared, um, and it won't be so crisis driven, which tends to be impulsive decision making, which isn't always um, as well informed decision making, and it's and it's also very emotionally driven. Yeah, but that's what Americans do. We always wait until we have a crisis before we do anything. <laughs> well, let me reframe it. Just tell me what is the first of uh, the seven steps. Is the first of the seven steps just just telling ourselves, okay, I'm going to need some long-term care. Now let me start from there. The first step is actually probably, you know, the, well, the first step I should say is just, you know, getting involved and getting engaged in the process of talking about what is my roadmap for aging and what what do I want my elderhood to look like but the first step in the actual book seven steps to long-term care planning is really understanding what you need some of us might say I won't need anything but the majority of older adults or those that are even 50 years old today have some type of chronic health condition which may be progressive in nature or at least requires ongoing management. And so maybe your needs are more simple or maybe they're complex because we need to be prepared for the conditions that we're going to grow old with. And you have them organized into uh, you decide. And step one is understanding what you need. Step two is develop goals to discuss documents. What does the E, C, and I stand for? Right. The E, C, I stands for evaluating what you want. That's a very emotional uh, step only because we're really asking a question that a lot of people don't know how to quickly answer, and they have to dive deep into what do I want? If I have a vision for my elderhood or my aging years, what is it that I want it to look like? Sometimes what we find is that what you want and what you need no longer align perfectly. Step four, the C, is considering accessibility. Considering accessibility, which is basically looking and critiquing your age and place plan. Where is it that you plan to grow old? Are you planning for a transition or are you planning to remain in that home until the end of life and what needs to happen just to be prepared for that to make life easy as easy as possible and then step five is let me before you move to step five in fact you don't have to go to each of them that consider accessibility Um, you know when I first saw it I thought oh am I going to be in a wheelchair am I going to be in a scooter am I going to be in a walker but with a lot of boomers you know boomers have the highest incidence of knee and hip replacements of any previous generation now, that might be accessibility, too, because I've been skiing so much and having such a great time hiking and biking that 
Now I may need a little care when I get older when the second or third transplant comes along and it doesn't work well. So could it be juxtaposition in your long-term care, that kind of, of thinking there as well? Oh, right. You know, I think really we, we want to see uh, older adults stay active. We want them to be um, really vibrant um, and fit. Uh, but what we do know is that a, a large majority of older adults are, are moving into old age being somewhat out of shape or deconditioned. Um, and you can't really get in shape doing the same thing you did 20 years ago. So is it is it possible to to get back in shape? Absolutely. It's possible to work on your core strength and your balance. It's possible to live in a home with multiple stairs. Um, but we need to also be strategic because doing it in times of crisis is also not really conducive to finances. Um, let me just tell you a story. I know a family member that has multiple stairs in their house, and um, they they had an issue with their, they already had back problems, and they had an issue with their leg, just, you know, not really being able to recover very much. And so what they found is they could no longer stay in the house, and they had to make a, a sudden change, a transition, due to the fact that their house was not structurally sound to be able to install a lift all of their primary living spaces were up on the second level mm -hmm. with no ability to accommodate or make a disability renovation to the lower level. Then another couple actually put a lift in their home, a stair lift, because they found it cumbersome and unsafe, not as safe anymore to be able to navigate those stairs. And uh, that was a, approximately a $13,000 um, bill for wow. that. Um, now they can stay in that home, but we just need to be prepared. Looking at the dwelling that we're going to live, is it secure? Also, in my area where I tend to work as a care manager um, is uh, mountainous, and so a lot of individuals have chosen to live very remotely, which makes it difficult to also get services in the home if you do need them. Um, and it just it just puts a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit harder task at completion, um, the responsibility of, you know, getting to and from town. and um, it, it So, so what, what you're saying there, too, is that uh, seven steps to long-term planning and the thinking that comes with that is really important if you live in a rural area. Now, you, you, you're from Montana, and so you have a lot of rural area there, but you could have a rural area. Uh, we're in uh, Louisiana now. Just up the street to uh, near Baton Rouge, between here and Baton Rouge, is a rural area, so you have to plan for being able to get to facilities and help. Right, absolutely. It's it's again being strategic of like where what is what do I want my life to look like, and is the dwelling going to be sufficient for my needs long term, or do I need to plan a transition? Okay. All right. Name of the book is Seven Steps to Long Term Care Planning. Jennifer Crawley is the author, and she took a little time to spend some time with us. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. On this edition, our guest has been Jennifer Crawley, director of the Eagle View West Care Management Company in Kalispell, Montana, registered nurse and author of the book, Seven Steps to Long-Term Care Planning. We thank her again for sharing her expert insights with us. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And many, many thanks to you as well for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.